welcome back to part two of the hip-hop episode. We'll get right back into it with our top five MCs. So as we talked about in the first part of this episode, uh, you know, the the talent of the MC when it comes to hip hop has been something that uh, obviously has been a hugely important to both Tank and I. I think it's what bring sure the beat brings you in, right? And it's got to be, whether it's danceable or something you can nod your head to, it's got to draw you in. But it's really the MC skills at expressing themselves that have really, we've always focused on. Um, and, you know, we decided to challenge ourselves to come up with a list of the top five, our, our top five favorite MCs, which I got to admit, you know, as as we just spoke about, I, I had to go back in the past a lot and it made me feel like a fuddy-duddy. But at the same time, you know what I'm like, by the way, the over under uh, the uses of the phrase fuddy-duddy <laughs> in the hip hop episode was 0.5. So <laughs> thank you to, to everyone who had the over. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We, need an, we need an applause drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it over to Tank to start with um, Tank. You know, to his credit, he wanted to go with top 10 MCs of all time. I believe I started at 20. 20. Yeah. And I told him I can't do 20. And then I told him I can't do 10. And maybe, I, I don't You're know. You think that's a good idea? <laughs> Thanks, Limitation Crab. I mean, again, she's totally right. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Limitation Crab definitely made an appearance. Yeah, she did. I don't even know it. I mean, she's so in my head now. Yeah. (laughs) Hola. Uh, anyway, so apparently Tank is, you know, hip hop's more on his mind than it is for me. So um, we're going to throw it over to him to go with his well, list know, of top five MCs. Yeah, my well, my mind is on my money, and my money's, on, money's my mind. on his mind. I mean, right. if you know Tank, that that's right. I mean, know. that's pretty much yeah. yeah that's one Tank one hundred and one. Right that's there. right. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we sort of had to do it because anytime you talk about hip hop with any kind of serious discussion, it it you kind of have to have your list. I think you do. It's like. Okay, like who's your top MCs? Yeah. Like it's just one of those it's kinda like when people argue like, you know, like, you know, Jordan versus Magic. Yeah. It's like it's, Beatles versus Stones. Exactly. Yeah. You kinda gotta have your list. Yeah. Um so I thought that'd be fun. Plus it's a good excuse for us to, you know, kind of go back and have a little nostalgia and think about okay, who really do we like the best? Yeah. So I mean my disclaimers and, and as always, anytime we do one of these ultimately meaningless lists, <laughs> it's our, well, what are the criteria, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. And I think for me, at least, it's just the one the MCs that I think are the quote unquote best. I, I didn't really believe me. I wanted to. I, I I had visions of a completely numerically based system. I'm surprised that you didn't go with that. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of putting the effort in, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have. But you know, unofficially and in my head, I was sort of evenly weighing out. Um, longevity was a factor. Oh, okay. It is. Okay, cool. Because I think, okay, yeah, if you, you know, if you're a flash in the pan, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But, you know, lyrical ability, flow, uniqueness, um, but there has to be a body of work. Okay. And that's fair. Because I think it's it's a disservice if you don't give credit to the guys who put the work in and and reinvent themselves and stay relevant. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, uh, all that being said, starting at number five. I have Jay-Z. No shit. Yeah. Now, I don't even like Jay-Z that no, much. No, you don't. No. 
But, you know, if, if I take the this exercise seriously, uh-huh. right, of like, all right, who are the top five? If I needed to defend it, yeah. if you put me in a room yeah, sure. with hip-hop heads, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you got to yeah. defend your top five. Yeah. Like, all right, I need to take an honest look at at what it is. So of the, to me, he, of the, the quote-unquote obvious top five, right? Right. It, the vast, whether it's the source or billboard, who I don't know why they're making a yeah, fucking no list, shit. or Rolling Stone, of any of these lists, you almost always are going to see Biggie, Tupac, and Jay-Z in the top five sure. in some form or another. Um, I, you know, to, to spoiler, I don't have Biggie or Tupac on my list. I don't think Tupac is a great MC. Well, this goes back to our episode on uh, yeah. befuddlement. I never right? got it. Yeah, I, I never got it. I, I don't get it. I, I think it was kind of a gimmick. It was maybe the the predecessor to the image-based guys we talk about today. Whatever. Maybe. Uh, Biggie, certainly talented. Not enough body work. Okay. Sorry. Well, yeah, we went two albums. I right? mean, yeah, it's not his fault it's necessarily. <laughs> certainly not. Um, but anyway, so of, of those, I think, all right, as much as I'm predisposed against them, because I do think they're a little overrated, um, I, I think Jay-Z just has this tremendously long and strong body of work. That's true. Um, I don't think he has anything super interesting to me in, okay. in that it's not, I don't know that it would really hooks me in other than it's just, just a, a long string of quality albums. Sure. Which, you know, you know me, I'm a sucker for a good album. That's right. And um, yeah, he is unique that he does go in the booth and kind of uh-huh. Im- improvs a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and just socially, you know, I, I can't completely rule out the the social impact. I mean, he's a cultural icon, phenomenon. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so I think if you add it all up, I mean, I, I maybe I was sort of tasking myself to give one of the traditional okay top ones in a spot, but okay, I feel like you know, and I did look at a lot of lists to sort of get inspiration of all right, what what seems about right, and I think if I'm being honest, he has to be somewhere in the top five, okay. um, just based on his. You know, his consistency, his quality, okay. you know, it is, and it is unique. You know, when you're listening to Jay-Z. A hundred percent. Right. So. Standout track. If you had, to, if you had to say. I mean, my personal favorite is 99 Problems. It's just, so good. Right. Just because, um, but it's that's my so kind good. of, right. Yeah. But even Dirt Off, Black Album. Black Album's fantastic. Exactly. And that, to yeah. me, that it's not even close. But yeah. even if I look at like the stuff he did with Linkin Park, and I mentioned somewhere in season two, I think how good that collision course yeah. is. Okay. You know, back before mashups were. A thing. A yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that he agreed to do it was willing to do it. Yeah, sure. Right. He's on a fucking fallout boy record. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think all put together, I mean, you know, I, I think that is my, okay. the peak for me, but I can't like, and I hate hard knock life. That, I don't like that song either. That chorus drives no, me fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, don't I like show tunes, so I'm immediately not going to like it. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't deny his overall impact on the industry okay. and, and quality okay. and the length of that quality. Okay, cool. So that's number five. Sure. Number four, greatest MCs of all time, according to Tank, the <laughs> authority on great <laughs> that's MCs. That's right. That's right. Uh, number four, Black Thought from The Roots. Excellent. I don't think it, it's not super crazy. I think that a lot of the popular lists acknowledge him uh-huh. somewhere down in the teens, 20s, okay. 30s. Okay. Um. Part of my rationale is I still believe he has the greatest freestyle in the history of hip hop. I think it's indisputable. It's not even close. No. And, and it so and we will we will link to it. I might even uh maybe we'll go drop a little bit of it into this episode. It's uh he's on Hot 97. Uh-huh. Um he's with Funkmaster Flex. It's got to be 10 15 years it's, ago now. It's 5 or 7. It's a little oh, bit yeah? less than okay. that. But 
you know, it's it's a standard thing. MCs they they come on the show, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they do their freestyle, and it's kind of a rite of passage. Uh-huh. And I feel like I would love maybe there's a, that'd be great if there's a documentary on just this freestyle. There could be, there could be, but it was to me it was clear that he was saving up his shots uh-huh. for like this. I'm going to leave my mark on the industry today. Yeah, I I think that that was. It wasn't coincidence. I think yeah. that was him saying, I've got, this is my chance because he's been attached to the roots, which are critically acclaimed. Absolutely. But then you get into the tonight show stuff. Right. And it's like, you know, that that in a bizarre way has a negative impact on his standing in the hip hop community. For sure. It does. Right. Yeah. You're through with this, no fault of his own. Right. You're through, you're part of this corporate yeah. thing now. Right. 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 But I'm like, okay, as far as I'm, so anyway, this, this freestyle which I tremendously recommend you listen to. Absolutely. He starts going and you know, like any other video on YouTube, you see the length of it, uh-huh. right? So he starts, he starts freestyling and you see that the video is 10 and a half minutes long. Yeah. You're like, well, does he do this for three minutes and they talk for seven minutes? No, no, it's 10 and a half fucking minutes. Yeah. He doesn't stop. No. I mean, even from a technical aspect, his breath control is uh-huh. amazing. Uh huh. And I did some looking into that. Like he actually has some classical training. Oh, does he? Breathing. Okay. Yeah. Just the the creativity of it. It wasn't written down. I don't know what he was doing. Right. I, I mean, it's people joke about it. Like, does he have a teleprompter on the inside of his sunglasses? Like, <laughs> um, so no, it clearly wasn't an off the top freestyle. But even if it was just memorized, yeah. like ten fucking minutes yeah. of bar after bar after bar. Y'all say if I catch you at the right time in the wrong place, slipping, sipping on something with a strong taste, like whiskey or bootleg bourbon with a corn base. My Levante resemble a vehicular threat. The mic I spray resembling a sickle of death. It ain't strenuous to come from a continuous breath. I set fire to the venue. I'ma spin you in step, rinse, repeat. You checking for the sound of the beast. I'm the hound. I'm a creep. I get down. I'ma eat. I'ma keep something to lay and they say it asleep. Playing with heat. Nobody in nothing. Fucking with reek, yo, these weaklings is claiming they cutting up in the street. Nigga, peace. You ain't working with nothing but the police. Listen. It's such a cool thing because that is a I mean, freestyling is as we mentioned earlier, is all kind of a lost art. But yep. like when in the the last time in the last 20 years has like a something like that made a um a that big of a mark right. in in hip hop, right? Like, sure, lyrics will get will make a big um there'll be a big impact if they, if it's a beef, yeah. if somebody's baiting somebody else, it's a diss track or something like that. Yeah. But this is not, this is, it's, it's akin to like, if somebody came up with the most fucking amazing guitar solo of all time, right. spon- spontaneously, and right. then it just made the rounds and it was all over the internet, right. all over the place. Exactly. It's yeah. a very apropos, yeah. right? And, you know, and it, it, it was for a week or so, even made into the mainstream consciousness. Yeah, like absolutely. Fallon made him a guest the next week. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they brought out a printout of it. You know, it's like a, a humor prop. That's awesome. Anyway, I'm like, just from my own moral code <laughs> yeah. of hip hop. Yeah. If the guy who did what you believe is the best freestyle mm-hmm. in the history of the genre mm-hmm. is still alive and producing, you got to have him on the list. <laughs> sure. Right. So, um, but if you go back and listen to the Roots catalog, now he's never really been, it always kind of bothered me. I don't really like Questlove that much. Mm. I think he's way too far up his own yeah. ass. Okay. I think, yeah, he's a musically talented guy. Yeah. I think he takes himself too seriously. Okay. And it, if you think, I mean, maybe you have a different take on it, but I feel like until maybe five years ago, Black Thought was not really, it's kind of an afterthought. When people thought Roots, they thought Questlove. Absolutely. And Which is weird because he's the drummer. The drummer. Yeah. Right. And... I don't know. The whole thing was just weird. It was like the roots are a Questlove thing, but you know, here's Black Thought, just album after album. I bet we're at the point where people don't don't even think of the roots. They think of the band 
like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Questlove is the roots, and that's yeah. just it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. And so I think he was kind of overshadowed for most of his career. I think he's getting his flowers a bit now. Yeah, sure. Uh, people are realizing it. But if you go back and there's basically one track on every Roots album where they let him go. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, where it's two, three minutes of just, you know, he's just ripping and tearing. Yeah. And then, okay, then it goes on to a very jazzy kind of laid back. Yeah, sure. Um, but it was always there. Yeah. And and I think it's, it's just a really cool, you know, if nothing else, for that to be his pinnacle to say, okay, I, I've shown you bits and pieces of it. I'm going to put uh-huh. everything I can do out there. I love it. And created this once in a lifetime moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's number four. Awesome. Number three on the top five MCs of all time is LO Cool J. You know, again, I, I probably heavily weighted towards longevity. Okay. But LL was, I think, the first megastar MC. Probably at 16 years old. Right. Too. I mean, because you had the groups. You had Sugar Hill Gang. Uh-huh. You had um, uh, Furious Furious Five, Flash, Furious yeah, Five. All that stuff. Yeah. There were a lot of crews. In, uh-huh. But... There and there might have been maybe Curtis Blow you could argue, Houdini, but yeah, all yeah, that but stuff, but yeah. they didn't they didn't cross over like that. No, and you know, you had Run DMC, yes, but Run DMC was Run DMC. It wasn't it wasn't just uh, you know Run or or DMC, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, certainly not John Master J. No, um, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in power. That's right. But the I feel like he was the first guy that was an MC so charismatic and so talented mm-hmm. that he made his own lane of yeah. like an, M- an MC can become a pop star. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, and then that started and then, and young, young LL was vicious. Oh my God. Like with bad and uh, radio, like I can't live with, without my radio. Yeah. It was just fucking phenomenal. Um, so yeah, he was just at a whole nother level. He really was. And it started at a pretty long, I mean, 15 years, maybe easily uh, of, high quality content. Uh-huh. I mean, so many songs that are, are just seminal. Like you can't talk about hip hop without, you know, mama said, knock you out, which uh-huh. is maybe 10 years after right. when he, you know, sort of hit the scene. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I think when you talk about a Tupac, right. And uh-huh. it was all oh, Tupac's number one, number two, number three. Yeah, sure. He's not even, he's not, he he's can't even nowhere. get in the same room as LL. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, LL. I'm like, why, why, why there's this weird romanticism. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about I know, it's dead all, yeah, musicians, sure. right? Yeah. But on top of that, this weird 90s romanticism. Yeah, it's probably the age we're at. And maybe yeah. it won't always be this way. Maybe it'll, maybe the the, the romantic, romanticizing Tupac and Biggie will go away when we get older. Yeah. I don't could know. Be. Yeah, could be. Um, but the place he took in the, the pop culture aspect of it. I mean, he was huge. He's in movies, right? Shit, he's a, like a legit actor now. Oh yeah, I right. Mean, and uh, host and everything else, right. um, and just the longevity and all the quality material. And and again, he had his own style. You know when it's LL, hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Um, but he also was flexible in his style, right? Because he had "I'm um, Bad" and "Rock the right. Bells" and all that stuff. And then he right. had "I, I Need, Need Love. Love," yeah, which was a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> And he, and he always did that, right? Yep. He, he would have these hard-hitting songs. He'd have poppier songs. He'd have love. He'd have yep. ballads. And he did it all. No, that's yep. true. That's a really good point. Yeah. No, I just feel like the, the body of work there is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, LL, which I don't think anyone can really talk no. shit about LL. He's like a meta metaphorical freak. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, we'll put that drop. <laughs> all right. So that's uh, number three. Moving up to number two. Greatest MCs of all time. Busta Rhymes. Excellent. First time someone's made both of our lists. So spoiler alert. Busta Rhymes is on my list too. Okay. Uh, And number one probably will be on yours. That's not that surprising. So 
no one sounds like Busta. No one. Like not even close. Not, not even remotely close. No. And from a technical standpoint, the only guys that I think are more technically impressive are gimmicky. Okay. Right. So you like Twista. Sure. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, these yeah. guys that are like, okay, I get it. You're fast. You're trying to set a world record or something. Exactly. Yeah. But the technical proficiency, the, the lyricism, the flow, I mean, no one would disagree top 10 in terms of just flow. I think so. And he's hung around forever uh-huh, uh-huh. and managed to be relevant forever. Uh-huh. If he showed up on a top 10 song, it wouldn't sound out of place. No, or like, wouldn't. oh, oh, Buster Rhymes is back. He never left. No, he never did. You're right. Right. And yeah. you go back to leaders of the new school, like from the get go, that's the thing from when he was right. like LL, like from when he was a kid and people right. were putting him on, like when you bought your crew and when leaders right. of the new school came out, he stood out then I oh mean, my God. by a long shot. Right. I know it's a really weird parallel, but like there are some, performers that it's so obvious so like pro, oh yeah it's like pro wrestling okay roman reigns okay when he came out as part of the shield okay like here's this guy like long black hair looks like a greek god okay like i'm like jesus christ he's a whole nother level <laughs> okay and sure enough 10 years later i mean he's the face of wwe sure. busta was the same way it's like in leaders of the new school like you know i almost feel sorry for charlie brown and, and dinko, dinko. D. yeah <laughs> but like what are you gonna do i know like he's a force of nature he was that's a good way to put it and it, I mean, it, probably the least surprising going solo of all time. Right? Oh yeah. It's like, okay, that one was going to, yeah, that right. was going to happen. Right. Um, blending the, the staying relevant for so long quality of work, not even so much. I, it's funny. It, I can't even point to a whole lot of like albums and you know, it's, it's, I think he would come up with like one or two big hit songs of record. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it was features and guests on other people's sure, stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, no, the first his first de- his debut record I think was called The Coming was yeah. incredible. His first two or three are just, I mean, yeah. if not packed full of hits, they're still great albums. Right. So yeah, I, I just feel like in terms of raw skill, um, it's really hard to not have him uh, yeah. somewhere near the top. And then number one uh, of the what I believe greatest MC of all time, and honestly, I don't think it's even close. Eminem. Okay. I don't know. And, you know, I'll pour one out for Libby out there somewhere. <laughs> it's like, it's not even close. Okay. I, the, the the technical ability, the vocabulary, mm. the cleverness, mm-hmm. the longevity, the no one has been able to blend. Think about how much he's blended into mainstream pop and become part of mm-hmm. mega popular pop songs losing zero street cred that's true like you'll hear him with dido and elton john and fucking ed sheeran and all this and normally it'd be like okay well you sold out you crossed over yeah it's like no one wants it no one wants to fuck with eminem no still except unless you're melly mel bad idea or machine gun (laughs) i mean of all the people too like seriously right it's got to be these fucking losers seriously um to this day he's 50 no one wants any piece of them. I believe it. So the entire spectrum, the reason why I think no one's even remotely close, I know it sounds bad coming from a white guy. Like, oh yeah, uh, home team, yeah. right? I get it. But the entire spectrum of being part of number one Hot 100 songs, pop songs, mm-hmm. being someone that literally almost everyone in the world is aware of. Mm-hmm. Yet to this day, at this age, no MC wants to pick up a microphone and battle. Yeah. No, no one's even come close to spanning those two things. You have guys on the pop side uh-huh. and you have guys that are underground heroes. Yeah, absolutely. 
right? Yeah. Who, okay, maybe they, they could give Eminem a battle. Maybe sure. even beat M, yeah, right? Sure. In a true freestyle. Yeah. But he can't make a hit song to save no, his fucking life. Right, right. And he can right. do it all. Exactly. I mean, and like I, and I kind of tipped my hand a bit ago when I started listening to Rap God and like, yeah, it's kind of a gimmicky song, but you know, just the, the speed, the dexterity, again, mm-hmm. there's so much clever wordplay that sometimes you really have to read the lyrics. Uh-huh. There is nothing in his game. He's like the five tool player. If it was baseball, right? Absolutely. Like nothing is lacking. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we could debate all day on, all right, you know, what, what effect did the skin color have of it? Did it make him, you know, did it sharpen the iron to where it's like, I have to be this good. Probably because I know that, you know, I'm going to have this going against me, yeah. you know, the irony of, okay, then Dr. Dre picked him up and right. okay. then that gives him a head start. Sure. And, so, you know, I'll listen to the argument that he got a head start because of that, hundred yeah, percent. but he sure. didn't, he didn't rest yeah. on that. No, he never, I mean, okay. Some of the albums in the, in the middle, okay. Maybe they're not so great and whatever, but I mean, as, as a cultural force, as an MC and that to me, again, to, to do all of this without ever losing one bit of, again, that, basement st andrews yeah like eight mile yeah. right he never lost any of that ability or fire yeah and that to me is amazing any artist in any genre to still have that kind of fire sure that far down the road well we've talked about in the past about how how often are at least for me my attention wanes uh in artists career as they get older and less hungry yeah you're saying it has n- like there's no reason to I mean, go anywhere else because he's still doing it. Right. And I feel like, I mean, I'm, I probably is some sort of, you know, psychological issue the poor guy has to deal with, but I feel like he's still fighting for respect. Oh, sure. Right. And like, probably always will. Yeah. As a white dude in a, you know, in a predominantly, predominantly black game. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but I think if anyone is being honest by any kind of criteria mm-hmm. that you try to quantify, I don't know how he's not. Not the best. It's a couple of things I was thinking of. One, I'm really glad you brought up the point of battling because I think it's something we kind of missed on. That mm-hmm. that is, it's such an important part of that hip hop culture. Is this, you know, we're rank. We are ranking MCs sitting here. They rank themselves all the time, whether they do it openly, whether they're asked to do it by people interviewing them, or they're doing it sort of in their own heads. But yep. it, it is a huge part of it. Could you, head to head, take out and come up with better bars than the guys standing across from you. Right. Which is, you know, it's just like in basketball, for instance, like, okay, if you one-on-one. Yeah. Right. It's like this, the most basic raw test of Uh ability, Uh right? There's not teammates carrying you. There's not a beat carrying you. Right. Right. Um, So before I wrap it up and throw it back to Grandmaster E over here. (laughs) um, As I will heretofore demand you know. At least for the rest of this episode. Right. Um, Honorable mention. I mean, there was... I agonized over this longer than I should because, again, no one fucking cares. But um, <laughs> Red Man and Method Man, which I feel like you have to mention together at all times. Okay. Now. Like, they work together so much. That's fair. But Red Man is up there. Oh, yeah. Method is one of a kind. Q-Tip, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Love it. Who I wanted it to put in the... But, I love it. Because I love Sir Mix-a-Lot. I know you do. And I think he is horror. We've talked about this. He's so underrated. I agree. But I can't... I mean, can I put him again above any of these five? I can't. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, most deaf who again a tremendous uh streak of he sort of just stopped he did i think he'd be on this list if he never stopped yeah oh for sure yeah yeah uh and chuck d and krs1 of course okay Uh, krs1 really i I wanted to get him out there but kind of a creep oh he is a creep i don't know that he knew about the africa bambata stuff oh he did yeah and unfortunately it jades my uh my view oh wow and unofficially um and we could have done a whole thing on this probably too but you know we gotta trim it up a little bit yeah for me number one 
of all time MC and producer combo. Okay. LP. Oh. LP. Okay. Uh, it would have been Kanye, I think. Oh, until he started hating Jews openly. Yes. Okay. So I think that's part of it, but also I think LP out, he outlasted him. Okay. I, I think Kanye had a huge fall off at some point. True. I mean, you know, at, at late registration, graduation, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. He's not, it's not even close. Right? Yeah, sure. But LP was there before him okay. and he's still there. He's after still him. there. And he, I mean, you know, the RTJ one, two, three, four, and I can only assume five yeah. are going to be legendary albums and they he's will. still doing it. That's true. He didn't fall yeah. off and a much better MC. Even if he's, Kanye. Oh, yeah. if he's a hair shy of Kanye as a producer, uh-huh. he's way better as an MC. For sure. And I don't think anyone's even close to him in terms of the ability the to combination. do both. I mean, to take, and this, the other thing is like my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I don't know how much of that was Kanye and how much was his collaborators. Okay. Right. Cause he even said his yeah, whole sure. thing with that album was have like basically rap camp. Yeah. Right. I think they flew everyone to Hawaii or uh-huh. something and cut the album. So it's hard to say what was him. Mm-hmm. I still think if you take one human being and say, go make a rap album, you got to do the beats and you got to do the MC. No one's giving you a better album than LP. No kidding. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So with that, I will throw it over to Grandmaster E <laughs> for, for his top five MCs. My mic sounds nice. Check one. <laughs> my mic sounds nice. Check two. All right. Um, perfect segue uh, in my top five. So my top five was less like who I think is the most talented MCs, but who I'm just my favorites. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And recency bias uh, acknowledge LP did make my list. Oh, well, okay. Not going to argue. And it really does set the tone for the rest of my list in that what I need for my, for my, for someone to make my top five MCs, it has to be someone who's dynamic. And that is what I really like about LP is that, and this will be again, consistent throughout this list is that he can do the old school thing of saying how incredible of an MC he is. Mm-hmm. And he can do the thing of tearing down someone else who can't step to him. Right. Which is hysterical. And then you've got the wordplay with just, sheer vocabulary and there's a great um there's a great graphic i've been looking at for years and they last updated in 2019 um it's on the pudding is the name of the website okay anyway it's an interactive risky click i know (laughs) (laughs) it's pudding.cool if you're looking for it okay um and it's an article called the largest vocabulary in hip-hop and it's an interactive graphic and it's got the faces of everybody on a graph and you can tap on them and it shows it's by unique words Okay. okay. So that, that is important to me. Um, which is crazy, you know, like that's another thing as, as I was going through the list and I apologize for kind of being all over the place. Um, oh, it's our show. It's that, um, yeah, you know, I, I've said many a time that I'm not a lyrics person in hip hop. You have to be a lyrics person. Yes. All right. And, and that probably, probably also explains why modern hip hop is a challenge for me twice over. Yep. One, because the, we've, we both said, uh, you know, a little bit ago that the lyrics aren't, the quality isn't there, but also I care less about the lyrics now in hip hop. That's the thing I cared most about. Okay. okay. So anyway, so as far as word, unique words and word choice and word play LP is up there and, um, spoiler alert, one of, uh, there's an RTJ song that makes my top five favorite okay. rap songs. Makes so sense. maybe I'll give a line there. All right. Um, his sense of humor. Yes. And. It's something that I think is really underrated in hip hop is having a good sense of humor. Obviously, Eminem has a great sense of humor. I would say Jay's, everybody on your list has a decent yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Um, LPs, just the, the ability to balance um, the sort of hard rhyming, uh, you know, thumping on your chest type stuff. Right. With the sort of tongue in cheek or just out, outwardly just ridiculous phrasing is just so fun. Yeah, like... You know, and I'm looking at, I found the lyric I was talking about, okay. but just, you know, from a humor standpoint, like yeah. I chose to go guano. Y'all know kind of bat shit. The bright lights of fuckery stuck in me automatic. 
I'll teabag a piranha tank. Heart barely beating. <laughs> like teabag a piranha tank. <laughs> but the, the one line that I love, it's probably my favorite line in RTJ history. It's just one line at, right before the chorus where he says, not for sale, but I'm taking payment. Love it. So fucking love brilliant. It. So right? good. So good. Yeah. So for all those reasons, he's up there for me. And yeah, it's recency bias because I'm such a fanboy at this point of RTJ. I mean, there's little that they can do that I, I won't like. Um, and then you add in the political. I guess that's something I, I, I'd be remiss not to mention is that there's also some substance there mm-hmm. where RTJ as a group and LP specifically, they're not afraid to talk about shit right. and to be and in an age where like uh, politics is just ever present and it's everywhere. And, and, and these sort of opinions that fall on under a certain um, ideology are, are out there. He, he's not afraid to to throw his out there, which right. I think is really impressive. And he largely lets Killer Mike do the heavy lifting. Yes. But he doesn't back down from it and he does his right. part when he which when is he an, feels like it it's an amazing balance especially between yeah. right there's a line on the was it the last rtj one where the was a gangsta boo saying like yeah <laughs> you can't hate them because one white one yeah. black and either way you're racist <laughs> right, like, right that is a hard line yeah. to walk i imagine for any white mc and he does it really well in right. that group right is he he lets mike speak about the things that are important to the black community and to the hip-hop community right but on the tracks he's not afraid to say look where the money's coming from, right? Follow, right. follow what happens right. to black folks. It doesn't happen to white folks. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it. Right. Was he number five? I didn't rank, I didn't rank him. Oh, of course I was going to say, yeah. or true to form, <laughs> just free <laughs> just balling it up. Yeah. All right. Free balling it. The next MC I want to talk about is Andre 3000. So, uh, I was a huge outcast guy when they first came out and for the exact reason that I spoke about, um, earlier, which is opening my eyes to a world I had not known anything about and southern rap particularly the way outcast presented it yeah blew my fucking mind the flow the 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 subject matter all of it was just so it was so different and there was so much hate do you remember right away where people are like fuck the south nobody cares about that kind of stuff yeah because I mean, everyone had a giant hard on for east coast west coast yeah. yeah and then they come out and Andre, Andre and Big Boy is like no slouch by right. any stretch. I think he, I think he's probably dr- underrated. Yeah. Um. But but that's because of who he had to stand next to for all those years. Right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Verbal dexterity. I mm-hmm. mean, think of a song like "Bombs Over Baghdad" and mm-hmm. how original sounding the song is from a production standpoint. Yeah. But then again, the verbal dexter- dexterity to be able to actually say those lines. Um. And then you dig deeper, and the lyrics are so fucking complex. It's not just nonsense and it's right. not just bragging about i'm the best mc it's all there's all sorts of cool shit in there um, did, did you see by the way the key and peel skit where they reunite in a coffee shop no oh, oh really oh my god I yeah it's great it's uh big boy is just having a coffee okay <laughs> and under 3000 walks in he's all like dressed, he's, he's wearing a robin funny. hood outfit right <laughs> and like and like the the home run line is like he's getting right up in uh big boy's face what reuniting and he's like why does your breath smell like bird seed <laughs> Yeah, we'll watch it after this, but it's okay. We'll, we'll have to put a link out there for the right. extended family because it's hilarious. But the joke is, is he's a far out dude, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, by the time and, they and got his to, coffee order is, you know, 20 words long. <laughs> sure. right? Because by the time they got to Love Below speaker box, I mean, it was almost non speaking terms. It really right? was. Yeah. And, and, and Andre's stuff was way out there, yeah. like way not kind of close to hip hop anymore. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. I mean, it really changed things for me in being more open to like a different story, a different mm-hmm. voice in this genre that could at times seem one note. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a, a difference between the beats of East Coast and West Coast, subject matter, not so much, 
but subject matter and and, and the 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 again the, just the overall sound of stuff that came from the south with goody mob and and all that stuff from uh in those days blew me away and, and possibly the first and only fashion icon in hip-hop gosh well kanye became one with easy shoes right i guess but i mean but i mean when you just knew he had his own style right? oh yeah like, yeah from kanye's just mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah. proudly so yes yeah yeah so i don't know if i can point to anything super specific about andre but um he's also just a fascinating dude he did an interview in the last few years with rick rubin or on rick rubin's podcast um where he talked about why he hasn't put out stuff, like because he really just doesn't make. He, I guess he's got a guest verse on the new Killer Mike that just came out. Yeah, two I days ago. Yep. Yeah, um, but just he's a guy that's in his own head a little too much, yeah. which you can totally understand. And he's having a hard time not putting out something he thinks is like revolutionary. Okay, which I can respect, and I kind of I kind of feel bad for him that he feels this burden to be yeah. like the spokesperson of a generation and, and of a whole area of the united states when it comes to hip-hop but um i think there's no denying how talented he is nice okay next up i'll um sort of just put a rubber stamp on one of tank's choices which is busta rhymes and the only thing i want to say about additional to busta rhymes is that um is the two things that's that that really endear him to me are energy and comedy Mm -hmm. right away he's he is like a caricature of a person when you when you see him in leaders of the new school he's doing the growling like a dungeon dragon mm-hmm. like that whole bit he's just a personality that is you know this million watt light bulb yep. in the face of everybody else who is also super talented by the way when he's rapping with laters a new school and and uh native tongues and all that kind of stuff so um and just how funny he is there's so many f- like cracking up laughing lines yep. where he's dissing dissing another mc the vocal styling he has a very distinct voice. He's got that grit yep. in his voice, which is really, I, I really love. So, um, And I think he's one of the most universally respected MCs amongst other MCs. Oh, that's too. cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, deservedly so, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. If, a guy, if you can make me laugh and then have me marvel at, like you said, about the speed at which you can rap. Right. And then just taking in, like, I saw Buster Rhymes live multiple times. And I don't like live hip hop, yeah, because he's that kind of guy. You just got to see him do it, yeah. Um, so that's why I really appreciate him. Next up, I'm gonna have. A, I'm sure Tank is gonna frown upon this because it's gonna be a technically a tie. Okay. Uh, Q-tip and Fife. Okay. So I yeah. I couldn't. I initially had Q-tip um, was the first thing that came to mind, and so then I put on. A, I'm like, so I'm, I'm like, Q-tip's gonna make this list because I love Tribe Called Quest so much, and then I put on a Tribe Called Quest song, and I'm like, oh god, Fife's verse is just as good. Yeah. And very often, just as good or better. Yeah. Um, and and so definitely funnier. Definitely funnier. So there's the yin and yang of the way their voices sound, of the seriousness sort of of Q-Tip and the more like playfulness of Fife. Um, there was a magic there. And part of the magic was the music as well, yeah. right? The the Jay Dilla and Ali Shaheed Muhammad like production. Don't forget um, Jarobi. And don't forget Jarobi. <laughs> the fuck did he ever do i don't know yeah. i have no idea i watched the documentary i still don't know what I, still don't know. Does. I don't either yeah but they yeah. maintained through the whole thing yeah that jerobi's like it's four of yeah. us yeah um yeah just so something so unique it's probably my single most the low end theory is probably my single most listened to album of any genre of all time mm-hmm. um i would play sonic the hedgehog 2 on sega genesis at the house that i grew up in um and I would turn down the music on the Sega and listen to low end theory over 
and over and over again. So there's, I mean, I know every single word of every song in that album, probably still to this day. Were you eating bagels with peanut butter and cream cheese as you did this? I was, which pro tip (laughs) and shout out to my sister who came up with this mashup of beyond all mashups. You know, sometimes you want a cream cheese on a bagel. Makes sense, right? You can get cream cheese on a bagel anywhere. If you ever have lots of people, I think have had peanut butter on bagels before. Sure. Delicious. Yeah. Do one half one cream mm-hmm. cheese, one half peanut butter, Here smash them together. Oh, yeah. It is sweet and salty and mm-hmm. it is a, it, it'll blow your fucking mind. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's, that's where I learned it at, uh, <laughs> at the E household. Yeah. Get yep. after it. It's delicious. Um, yeah. So much like a peanut butter and <laughs> cream cheese bagel. Oh, nice segue. Q-tip and Fife provide that sort of sweet and salty, the serious and the, and the funny and uh, just make for a really great listen to any, any one of their albums. I'm also, I got, I, I would be remiss not to mention um, the jazz the backbone of a mm-hmm. lot of what they do. And I didn't know a damn thing about jazz when I was listening to low end theory. I knew they had a song called we got jazz and I knew mm-hmm. that Ron Carter was on the base. Like mm-hmm. I, knew, I heard these names and stuff now as an, as a 47 year old dude and being so in, as into jazz as I am, like that was a fucking unique thing that they did without it being gimmicky ever. Right. Which right. I think guru and jazz was kind of, gimmicky ish yeah whatever you name the album after yeah it was just it was too much they did it seamlessly or us three (laughs) oh my god it's a cantaloupe the banger of a tuna (laughs) man was that a song on a lot yeah it was on a lot Mm. yeah anyway so big up to tribe called quest tie between q-tip and fife and then finally uh, my favorite mc of all time is chuck d yeah and he he's why i started loving hip-hop he's why i love hip-hop to this day and it's hard to quantify, you know, I think Tank mentioned in a previous episode that I think a lot of people would not put him on the list of top MCs, like not real high. I mean, would you disagree? Um, again, I, I browsed a bunch of them. He was generally in the middle. Okay. So in the 20s. Okay. Out of a top 50, he's in the 20s somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any one thing Chuck did uh, e- extremely there's not one thing Chuck did way better than anybody else. Right. But here's a few things that really endeared me to him. One, the power of his voice. His right. voice is so incredible. I was going to say, the one thing I disagree is the gravitas is oh the one God. thing he did. But he was like the voice of God. He really was. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was listening to It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, which also, by the way, one of the best album titles of all time. Yeah. And also one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Yeah. Um, the number of phrases that start a song that are absolutely iconic whether yep. it's bass or right. well, what's the other one it's um here it is here it is yep like so often and it's him yep sure sure the the production puts his voice way way up there and mm-hmm. puts it makes make sure it's prominent and yes he also had the foil of F- flavor Flav to add even more right. gravitas to his voice but there was something about the timbre of his voice where it's just so authoritative mm-hmm. that you're like motherfucker means business yeah. and i'm not gonna mess with him i got a letter from the government the other day <laughs> so, i mean uh-huh. incredible yep um, so, so that's one thing, the sound of his voice alone. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I don't want to go over it again necessarily, but just again, opening my eyes to, um, sort of black power movement, uh, the, the plight of black people in America in the late eighties, early nineties, which growing up in the most ultra white, you know, upbringing you could possibly have, I didn't know anything about, and I needed him, I needed the history lesson and he provided in a way that was like funky as shit and like fun to listen to and nod your head to, but also made you super curious it's i mean rock and roll doesn't do that right right i right. mean this is something unique to hip-hop where i'm like 
I need to figure this shit out. Right. I need to grow as a person. Right. And um, yeah, so that that was mind blowing to me and really opened myself up to other perspectives that I know a lot of people say, like, I went to college and then I learned that there aren't other people in the world. You know, everybody else in the world isn't just like me. Like right. it took some people in our position until that it was Chuck D in public enemy. Right. When I was 13 years old, I'm like, holy shit, my worldview was narrow. Right. And it made me a more empathetic person, which you know, I'm saying this out loud for the first time. I mean, I'm really grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is the power of music and this is the power of hip hop in particular, that it can change your worldview. Right. And it can make you a more empathetic person. Um, and I, I am. I'm eternally grateful to Chuck D and Public Enemy um, for specifically it takes a nation it takes a nation of millions to hold us back in fear of a black planet, yeah. I would say. Okay, so oh okay, so there was also like he's carrying on the sort of black oral tradition. There was a preacher aspect to it. Yeah. Right? Which goes into that authority nature of it, where it's like you he was delivering these lines and his rhyme schemes were often strange mm-hmm. he would leave rhymes sort of half you know half finished and um and then sometimes come back to him and sometimes not there was a spoken word element to it almost yeah where, where it was just um unsettling but authoritative at the same time yeah and regardless i know tank you talked a lot about staying power i don't know how much staying power chuck d has had over the years i don't like i seems to me like he was of a time yeah right and he yeah. had his he had his finger on the pulse of what was going on in America at the at that late eighties, early nineties, and that it's kind of fallen off since then. But that doesn't bother me at no. all. He was he didn't adapt, but he didn't need to adapt. Right. He is what he is. Yeah. And we were receptive to it at one point in time. Yeah. And now people aren't receptive to it anymore. And he doesn't. Sure. He has one speed. That's what he does. Yeah. Right? And he's become since become sort of like the spokesperson yeah. for the genre, which yeah. I think is fitting. Yeah. Right. And he's someone who appreciates it all. Yeah. Even though he was doing something that was totally unique. Yeah. Um, Tank mentioned the production of the Bomb Squad. Those Public Enemy records sound like no other records on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. The incredibly, and I, I think there's whole books written about the production on those albums with the insane amount of layering of samples uh, on those records and just how it created sort of this chaos mm-hmm. in the background sometimes. You had sirens and you had lots of sirens. Lots of sirens. <laughs> um, all these samples from speeches that, you know, again, as a kid, as a white kid growing up in the suburbs, you never heard a Malcolm X speech or a Marcus, you know, like right. you never heard any of this stuff. Um, it's so unique. It shouldn't work. Yeah. That kind of cacophony behind a hip hop song shouldn't, it should be a thumping bass and fairly simple, but it did. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it stands on its own as being a, a true, truly unique piece of American art. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So that's my five. All right. Thank you, Grandmaster E. <laughs> <laughs> And as we mentioned earlier, in addition to our top five MCs, we wanted to do a My Five just covering our favorite hip-hop songs. Yeah. Um, and like everything My Five and Playlist Challenge related, there's no rules. Um, and we sort of make them up as we go along. Mm-hmm. And the way I interpreted this was basically, you know, because my favorite hip-hop songs will, of course, change drastically depending on mood and yeah, everything sure, else. Sure. So I treated it as if I had to introduce someone to hip-hop, Oh, cool. What five songs would I, I like choose? that. Right? Yeah. It, and make sure you get a little bit of every kind of flavor and no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the way I, I approached it. And I'm going to run through uh, the My Five Hip Hop. Number five is In the Woods by De La Soul. Timber. Punch that over operator, baby. It's a love song. 
catch me breathing on planes where the gangsters outdated. Fuck being hard, pasta deuce is complicated. As my pants play the Sagatoga, I can order slips of frequencies. Frequencies, cause I freak MCs with the rhythm rock line. Man, I'd rather put a pistol at your head and try to burst no it. No job in the matter. So niggas stop running. that native shit is dead, so the sticker was Wasn't one of their singles. Wasn't one of their hits. What um, album is this from? This is from um, Balloon Mind State. Okay. Balloon or Balloon? It's Balloon. Balloon. Might blow balloon. up, but it won't go pop. Yeah. It's a balloon. Yeah. Balloon Mind State. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, on the on the album cover, it's got the two O's. It, it's and spelled the, like the funky. umlaut. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like this track is, it's really the, if you boil down the essence of De La Soul. Okay. Right. And I think it's one of the better examples of the kind of jazzy swinging mm. kind okay. of um, great interplay between Pasta Noose and Trigoy. Yeah. Um, Shorty No Mass with the. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's just it's, it really is, I think, what what made De La Soul great and a great again, a great entry point to someone who maybe doesn't know hip hop. OK. You know, the word interplay and MC is going back and forth uh-huh. and like a smooth jazz track in the background. Cool. So, Yeah. That is in my top five. At number four on the my five is Cream. Cash oh, rules everything shit. around I'm me. Super surprised. Yeah. Way to go, Tank. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. No, you keep me on my, <laughs> like, there's a number of reasons why I wouldn't think this would make your list. Right. Because you have so much other hip hop that you like. That's true. This, it, it, I mean, and cream as cash rules everything around me, it became a cultural it did. touch point, right? It like did. to this day, people say it like half jokingly, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, but the amount of MC talent oh, on God. one song. Incredible. And unique beats. Again, much like the Bomb Squad. Yes. You know when it's a Jizza, uh-huh. you know, Rizza type track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, again, if you were doing an introduction of, okay, what makes hip hop great? Yeah. You know, here you go. Here's, you know, I, I don't think there's much debate at all. The best click crew, crew yeah, of yeah. MCs. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's ridiculous. No, it's not. Even. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, this, I think it's close to the pinnacle of what hip hop can be. Yeah. Raekwon's verses on this are just incredible. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it, it just, it's a great distillation of what makes Wu-Tang. Yes. Wu-Tang, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so I have that as number four, uh, the My Five of hip hop. And uh, moving on to number three, which kind of dovetails nicely with what he just said is so number three, by the time I get to Arizona, Oh, you love this. And I love it too. Oh, by public enemy. Yeah. So a lot of what he just talked about, but again, this is, 
you know, th- this, you know, whereas In the Woods and De La was kind of the, the kind of backpack hip hop mm-hmm. and Cream mm-hmm. was, you know, classic East Coast, you know, dirty, grungy Wu-Tang. You know, I had, you have to, I think, in a list like this, represent political hip hop. Yeah. And, sure. you know, from the activist side of it. And I think this is, this is just 100% pure Chuck D. I mean, there's, there's no bullshit. On, no. I mean, well, I take that back. There's the sister soldier bullshit. Sure, yeah. they, they could have done without the first 40 seconds. God. Um, and th- that's the one thing about PE that always drove me nuts with some of the theatrics oh, and the S one W militant side of it. <laughs> right. right. I get it. But I get it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and it was part of the whole, you can't take it away, but anyway, yeah, right. Um, but I mean, this song comes out, just starts ripping lines. There is no chorus that repeats itself. It's just, he just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the beat changes in the middle to another mm-hmm. great beat yeah. and then it comes back. Yeah. It's killer. It's, there's no, it's completely clear what this song is about. Yeah, right. It doesn't dance around yeah. it. It's in your face. Right. I don't know. I think this is, a you know, and there's other PE songs that are maybe, you know, quote unquote better songs. But in terms of, you know, explaining to someone what, what was the magic of Public Enemy? Yeah. I think this is it. Yeah. And for context, this was, they must have been recording this album at the exact same, like, it must have been fortuitous in yeah. that they were in the studio when there was all this shit going on about the MLK holiday. Yes. Right. And people not wanting to rec and, and Arizona specifically not wanting to recognize right. his birthday. That's true. That's so we should be and, clear. Because I feel like this song came out like in the middle of all that. Yes. Like people were talking about the news every day. And then this song came out. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like he took him to task. Yeah. It yeah. was basically Arizona was one of, I think two states left yeah. that didn't recognize MLK as a holiday. Yeah. And Chuck was not happy about no. that. <laughs> so no, no flave on this track, which is probably why it's so good. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's basically, I got something to say yeah. and here's an incredible fucking beat and yeah. off we go. Yeah. Just zero bullshit. So I love good. it. So good. So that's number three. Number two on my five of hip hop. Yo, microphone <laughs> check. One, two. What, what is this? sure that both Ian and I could probably recite that you know I joke about this all the time I don't remember my pin code oh yeah I can't get into my fucking garage yeah right yeah, same here um you oh, know I like, lose my key which, which street do I turn down yeah, to get right. home yeah. all that but yeah. every fucking word of bugging out <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> right bugging out so good oh so good I mean now there was I kind of had a Sophie's Choice moment between this and scenario okay um but I went with bugging out because again just that iconic oh God. the baseline ever everyone who even remotely liked hip hop, if you play that bass line oh, at the beginning, you, yeah. everyone starts singing. Oh, for sure. You can't not do it. Yeah. Oh. Um, just, oh, just again, tribe at their Zoom best. Nation. Brothers mass creation. <laughs> Mine's getting <laughs> flooded. Ejaculation. <laughs> um, you know, and I, my note here is, I think this is like the peak of rap's golden age. Mm. There was so much good rap at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, sure. And then it was just an embarrassment of riches uh-huh. of so much good stuff. Yeah. So much different, so much right. unique stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and for those that don't know, this song is on the low end theory. Yeah. The, the album that you just talked about. Yeah. Um, and they're all this good. That's they the are. Thing. That's why that album is so amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, this is, I think, you know, it's kind of a kid. It's very much akin to the Dale SO we had at number five, uh, but a little bit more of a hardcore vibe, a okay. little, a little bit more yeah, of a yeah. like true hip hop as opposed okay. to, you know, the kind of jazzy infused. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is excursions on this album? Yes. God damn it. Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, that opening, I mean, yeah. Back in the days when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Fucking incredible. I know. I know, man. Um, so that's number two. And then number one on my five of hip hop is Halftime by Nas. Wow. King poetic, too much flavor. I'm major. Atlanta ain't braver. I pull a number like a pager. Cause I'm an ace when I face the base. 40 side is the place that is giving me grace. Now wait, another dose say you might be dead. And I'm a Nike head. I wear chains that excite the feds. Ain't ain't a damn thing gonna change. I'm a performer, strange show. The mic warmer was born the game. Nas, why did you do it? You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime. Okay. So I think Nas is overrated from a historical standpoint. Mm, you okay. always hear about him as top five, yeah, top sure. ten. Yeah, he had one great album. Yeah, I agree. Illmatic was great. Was an incredible album, yeah, and this—I mean, this song is just—you know—arguably, like again, if you could say like what on, on what song in hip hop history did an MC show out the most? Okay, it might be this. Song. Okay, okay. I mean, he just fucking killed it. Yeah, but I feel like no one wants to talk about the fact that. He fell off after this album yeah. and he became, you know, he read his own press clippings uh-huh, uh-huh, and got lazy uh-huh. and all his shit was really uninspired after it Atlantic. really was. It became about money and exactly yeah, clothes. He yeah. went from this hungry kid, uh-huh. just fucking, yeah. you know, could have been the best MC of all time. Yeah. And I feel like he got lazy and uh, no one wants to point it out. I know. I know. So that's why he was nowhere near my top five okay. on the MCs. Yeah. But I can't deny this song. Yeah, sure. If if someone, you know, I think this might be my go-to. If someone said, look, you know, the whole microphone, two turntables, just hip-hop, just one guy, just being an MC. Yeah. I might present this as like, well, okay. here's, here's your best example. Okay. Yeah, um, I was reading something the other day that they were saying that he fell, and they were critical of him as well, basically mm-hmm. saying that he'd fallen off. That, But he said they were saying he was a victim of, like this album, the fact that there's like, 10 songs and 10 different producers Yeah, that on his debut album, he didn't have a sound. So the, the raw talent of like his, his vocals ability, vocal ability yeah. was there, but there was no through line that he could capitalize on to the next album because every song kind of sounded different. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think this is premiere too. I think this one is premiere. Yeah. premiere. I mean, I think so. it's a murderer's role right. of producers. It's like right. Pete rock and yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is, you know, his flow and dexterity is at its peak here. And, you know, I think this is just, again, the essence of hip hop yeah. in this song. Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. Uh, so that's my five. Okay. And uh, now for his top five, I'll throw it back yeah. over to Grandmaster E. <laughs> God, I like this. That might carry into next week. I, I like yeah. it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, They're going to call me Lil Tank. Lil Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. The first song I want to talk about uh, is one I spoiled earlier accidentally uh, when talking about Andre 3000. Uh, so my number five would have to be Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast. Hello, 
Uh, this is the one track out of all of these that I did a little bit of research on because, well, because of the title, frankly, I actually didn't remember. Um, I think the song came out in 2000. So before September 11th, I didn't, re- I didn't remember what the connection was or if there was any connection. And it turns out there's absolutely nothing. It's like uh, Andre was watching the news and someone said bombs over Baghdad. And he thought that was cool and wrote it down and then used it as the chorus, which I don't know. It worked. It worked. Um, although I, kind of regrettable after 9-11 and uh, the Gulf War and all that stuff. But anyway, um, uh, he also said he was influenced by Rage Against the Machine for this song, which I thought... That's odd. Yeah, I don't hear it. I mean, passion mm. maybe, but he's always really passionate. The tempo's not the same. There is a, a, a really cool uh, guitar solo in the middle of the song, so maybe that's what he, he's getting at. Must be. I or don't know. Overall vibe. I mean, yeah, I, I think... The road to oblivion is paved with people <laughs> who try to understand what Andre 3000 yeah, is no shit, Exactly. Probably including Big Boy, I would imagine. <laughs> um, uh, other cool tidbits about this song. Uh, Pitchfork has it as the greatest song of the 2000s. Meaning and, 2000 to 2010? No, 2000s. Up until the point <laughs> they did the reviews, which was just like, uh, I have to look at that. At least, at least the first 10 years of the 2000s. The single best song, which I thought is pretty, I mean, that's kind of hyperbolic. I would. Well, something has to be, right? Yeah. I think no matter what song you pick, you would say no way. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, that's true. It's huh? not It's not like Hey Jude or something yeah. came out, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, um, but what I like about it most is, I think, and this is why I wanted to start with it too, is that it's an example of what hip hop can be. Um, mm-hmm. It shows how far you can stretch the genre. My other picks will be pretty straightforward hip hop, but this is a song um, with its with its beats per minute. Right, the the song structure in that it's a five minute song and two and a half minutes is not verses. It's not the either yeah. MC rapping. It's just kind of chanting. There's a gospel choir. There's a lot of turntablism. Like, but it, it does. It shows it shows how far you can stretch a genre and have it still be clearly hip hop. And that's really what I like about the song most. The lyrics are pretty standard. Um, doesn't really have to, anything to do with bombs over Baghdad at all. Yeah. Um, it's just some, you know, typical uh, boasting type yeah, yeah. stuff. And this is all under 3000, right? No, no, Big Boy has a second verse. He, he does? does have a second okay. verse. He's, he's the one who says, yo, yo quiero Taco Bell, then I hit the border. <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty memorable. I don't know how I missed that. I part. don't know either. <laughs> my, my, my one experience with this song is that, um, like you said, this is, you know, about 2000-ish, yeah. right? And I had just gotten a new stair. I just gotten the Bose um, lifestyle system. Okay. Right. Okay, cool. And this is when, you know, music DVDs were a thing. Okay. Yeah. And to get super high quality music, DVD was way better than CD. Okay. Right. Wow. And you had the five one and everything. Yeah. Yeah. 5.1. Yeah. Okay. So I have the, I had this like DVD single <laughs> oh <my God>. of <laughs> bombs over Baghdad just so I could turn it up. Wow. And at like 130 decibels. Incredible. Yeah. So I have a lot of fun memories of this. That's awesome. Was this before or after we blew out your speakers to kickstart my heart? That would be well after. <laughs> well after. Uh, that, uh, you know what? But that's the fucked up thing is in the span of our lives, it wasn't that far apart. Yeah. Right. Because that was like 1990. Okay. Which so is only 10, 10 fucking year, years. 10 years apart. God damn We are so old. Super old. So much of our life has passed us by. <laughs> it has. So much of the best parts of our lives right. have already right. happened. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and for all those reasons, and, and just because I like it, uh, that's my first choice. All right. Coming up next in my top five favorite hip hop songs is Da Rock Wilder by Method oh, Man and Red so- Man. <laughs> Isn't it like a minute and a half long? It's so short. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. 
phone checker, swinging sword lecture, closing down the sector, supreme neck protector, better want him kid, Mr. Mepster, falling pop, about to blow his lid from the pressure, too hot for TV, for sheezy, too many wanna be hard, be easy, it's all in together, going all out together, it don't take much to please me, still homes are never satisfied like the stones, we don't condone right and see them selling crossbones, protecting what I'm writing, don't clash with the time. Yeah, it's a minute and a half, or two minutes, and there's this long intro where there's right. no lyrics. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it was on an album. Apparently. No, it was. It was on their first okay. collab. Okay. Oh, so good. And you know what? The thing is, I don't, I never had this album, but oh, okay. I had the Family Values Tour live oh, that's album, funny. which is like a bunch of Limp Bizkit and fucking okay. Filter and shit. Oh, wow. But this was on it. Oh, nice. And even live, it's. Oh, oh I banger. believe it. Yeah. I don't know who does the beat, but it's fucking fantastic. Oh, God. So fucking when the beat drops. So good. Yeah. So the song, two minutes, 16 seconds long, and the first lyrics are at 40 seconds. Oh, so there you go. I yeah. mean, there's there's not a lot there, mm-hmm. but um, God, do they kill it in that oh. short amount of time. Um, Meth almost, almost made my top five MCs. Mm-hmm. I, I, but when I got into the meat of it, like his lyrics aren't all that unique. His delivery yeah. and his flow are just fucking fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much I love about this song. It's just, it's very much like, old school hip hop. This is why I'm fucking awesome and better than you. And they, he just Meth's wordplay is fantastic. Uh, Reggie's wordplay is like red man's wordplay is fucking fantastic. Um, the, the gravelly sort of one tone delivery of meth. And then red man's like over the top, mm-hmm. loud, authoritative voice. They, they, they're the yin and yang that balance each other so well. It's why they work together. I imagine for so, yeah. I mean, apart from just being friends, why they work together so well for so long. Um, yeah, this this is one of those ones that uh, it's a fucking jam. It slaps, and the lyrics are fantastic from yeah. start to finish. Right, it's got the whole package. <laughs> Lift my shirt, all mammal. <laughs> so good, <laughs> random. I I find myself saying, "Got the cable hooked up," <laughs> like just randomly anytime someone says something right. about cable. Yeah, keep buying new TVs just as you could say that. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, okay. Next up is Legend Has It by Run the Jewels. Patience of breath, we ought to pay you to trust. Hoping it work, hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you, fuck. Maiming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bra. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Great video, too. Yeah, yeah, this is a good. Oh, this is the one with the repeating them over and over again. Uh, it's the like mug shots. It's mug shots. Yeah, and it turns out it's a little girl that was the criminal the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. good. Um, uh, this song does what all good RTJ songs do is that they highlights the two the differences between the two MCs, um, balancing the humorous with the serious. Um, the fucking track slaps. I mean, the beat is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I became famous by flaming you fucks. Like that line is fucking. <laughs> right so killer it blows me away every time and i say it if i'm in the car and i'm playing this song i say that line every single time there's a great video do yourself a favor of looking on youtube for video of rtj in concert it was like at a big festival too i think it was a lot of palooza it was a lot of palooza in chicago i think and they call some dude some dude's got like a big sign that says hey i, I want to sing legend ha- i want to rap Le- legend has it and he's like well get the fuck up here and come do it and the dude slays he mm-hmm. and, and and Mike and LP are like losing their shit to this guy. And he, he's only supposed to do, I think L- Mike's verse. Yeah. Or yeah. And he goes into yep. the, he keeps going. Oh, it's so good. Um, 
I'm the living swipe right on the on the mic. I'm a slut. I mean, (laughs) so good. Uh, Yeah, I love this song. This is a short one too. I feel like Uh, three and a half minutes. Okay, but you hear this in the back. Like you, uh, if you don't know this song, you know it from commercials. This song got like repurposed. The the instrumental got repurposed in a lot of videos. Yeah, or a lot of commercials. Every new record's my dick in a box. It's so fucking good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, for all those reasons. Oh, and we. Oh yeah, we've referenced the door. I got a unicorn horn for a stop. <laughs> <laughs> Clever, cheeky. Yeah, love it. Love it. Okay, and then the next song I want to talk about is "Triumph" by Wu Tang Clan. Control the globe slowly, proceeds the blow, swinging swords like Shinobi. Stunt grounds and pound footprints of solid rock. Who got it locked, performing live on your hottest fly? As the world turns, I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. The hard-headed never learn. This my testament to those burn. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire, transform into the ghost rider. A six-pack and a street car named Desire. Who got my back in the line of fire, holding back? Yeah, so everyone's verse so this is a full posse cut right this has got just about everybody including capadonna like this guy that they've got wow. i know it's got everybody on it um including old dirty bastard who was dead by the time this album came out huh yeah that's, so it was, that's staying power <laughs> it is um not everybody's verses are equally as solid but inspected decks meth's verse is really short but it's super fucking good um ghost face and by the way as I was, I did a little research too and looking to who people f- consider the top MCs. Ghostface makes a lot of the yes, list. Yes. And I didn't spend enough time with his solo work. I, that's something that's like a homework assignment for me is that the Ghostface solo stuff supposed to be incredible. Um, yeah. So the beat is sick as shit. Um, if they were a sports team, it'd be like having an all star team as a regular team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why they had the whole uh, Wu Tang draft. What was oh, that? my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't divine how I'd be dropping these mockeries, lyrically performed arm robberies. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, seriously. I mean, just killer bar after killer bar. Yeah, I love this song. Fantastic. Okay, and then my probably my favorite hip-hop song, probably my favorite hip-hop song of all time is a song called Definition by Blackstar. Don't believe here the evidence. We're Brooklyn. See that? Buy the ticket or can't believe that. From where they send the tree at to where the police react. Tell it quality, equality, and tell them what we be at. Brooklyn, New York City, where they paint murals of Biggie and Cash We Trust. Cause this ghetto fabulous life look pretty. What a pity. Blunts are still 50 cents. It's intense. Street sense is dominant, can't be covered with incense. My presence felt my name is quality from the eternal reflection. People think your MC is your hand for misconception. Let me meditate, set it straight. Came to the conclusion. Donald's death is so good. I mean. This is most deaf at the height of his powers. Yeah. This, his verse in particular, um, I've talked about before, like in, in Miss Fat Booty, when we did in a, a playlist challenge, his internal rhyme and like he'll drop one little bit of a rhyme and then pick it up three verse, like three bars later. Yeah. It's so incredible. His voice is super unique. He's got like a borderline lisp. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know. He's just so incredible in this song. The play again these guys i don't know how they find each other to to like if they know right away like we are the yin and yang our voices sound different enough that they provide whether it's our flow and the sound of our voice but talib talib quality's voice is so different Mm -hmm. it's at a totally different register 
Um, his flow is way different. It's way more abstract and backpacky. I feel like he's a lot of time trying to cram a ton of syllables into mm-hmm. a small amount of a space, but it works because yeah. the lyrics are so clever. Um, yeah, I, I love this song. I think this is everything great about Black Star, about what yeah. these two super talented indiv- individuals did well together. Um, and, it, and every time I listen to it, it makes me feel like, God damn, I wish most Def would have done more. I know. Because I think he's got all of this stuff, but he's also super talented in like a thousand other ways right. and doesn't, you know, can't limit himself to just being a, an incredibly talented MC. Maybe maybe he'll have one more album in him. He might. And again, I haven't heard any mm. of the their La- Black Stars yeah. reunion album because I can't fucking listen to it because it's on a podcast app. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm salty about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this one has a lot of um, re-listens. I can just listen to it over and yeah. over again. And it's a short song. I can listen to it multiple times. So. Um, not necessarily my favorite rap group or MCs of all time, but definitely my favorite hip hop, hip hop song of all time. All right. So that is a little tour of, uh, E and I's that's grandmaster. E. Oh, sorry. Oh, geez. I made it all the way yeah, to little, the end. Get, get with it. Little tank. Yeah, I mean, sorry, <laughs> no, no disrespect intended. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, that was a little glimpse at, um, our favorites and we hope you enjoyed that. And as always hit us up on Instagram, and join the extended family on the website. Yeah, we'd love to know. Yeah, subscribe to our newsletter where every week we will give you 10 things that were somewhat music related that we're listening to or getting into for the week. Um, you can sign up at extendedplaypod.com um, and you can get the newsletter in your inbox but, uh, once a week. Otherwise, it's always there at extendedplaypod.com slash newsletter. But um, let us know in the comments on Instagram or, or write in at... Um, extendedplaypod at gmail.com and tell us what your favorite hip-hop songs were we'd love to hear hear about them particularly if it's a blind spot for us if it's yeah. one of these you know new it newish artists or newish songs that we don't know a whole lot about we'd love to hear if right. there's some awesome stuff out there anything you think we missed let us know bring it up on a future episode and uh you know we'll always go back and maybe make some corrections yeah and and check the show notes for the playlist for this episode it's going to be a killer fucking playlist yeah, a long yeah. playlist of some really great hip-hop um, exactly do yourself a favor and check that out we'll make a playlist for both spotify and youtube nice so until next time that's right we will see you next week all right peace, peace out and you can picture like a photo Music makes mellow, maintains to make melodies For MCs, motivates to break some everlasting I can go on for days and days With rhyme displays that engrave Deep as x-rays I can take a phrase that's rarely heard Flip it, now it's a daily word I can get iller than armor killing Bomber, no alarm Rock, Kimmel, remain